Devil's Dicks Card, a podcast for the esoteric and strange. Welcome back, Dirtlings. Yeah. As you know, I'm your host, Big Spoon, and this is my co-host, Ellsworth. Hello. You should kick us off with this, because I um, I don't know anything about this local legend. I had not heard of it, and I have done no research since you told me of it, so this is all going to be new to me. Well, I hadn't heard of it either until, like, two nights ago, and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's so crazy. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we got to talk about this, uh, and then rope in some other stuff. So... I found some interesting stories online Mm -hmm. and they may or may not have happened, quote unquote, in the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York. And this one story caught my attention. It's called The Legend of the Faust Lumberjack Slaughter. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds really spooky. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Even just the word Faust. I don't know. It just sounds like. It's a little sinister. It is. I don't know. Something about it. Yep. Arguably, the story is a campfire tale, but all legends are born from some grain of glutinous truth. Am I right? Absolutely. So uh, grab a flashlight, put on a flannel, and let's dive headfirst into the dirt star. We will be right behind you. Here's a baby background on the village of Faust. This area had an immense logging industry and was also a railway hub in the 18 and 1900s. It was home to the Oval Wood Dish Corporation Mill, I don't know why that is so funny to me. Ovalwood Dish Corporation Mill. It sounds like someone made that up who doesn't really, I don't know. That just, (laughs) that's a a mouthful. Say that 10 times fast. Ovalwood Dish Corporation Company. I can't. Fuck. (laughs) I'm going to get tongue tied. I am shocked that I actually was able to say that on the first. So do they make dishes? What is the. I have no fucking idea. I think that was just the name of the company. (laughs) I'm also. I hope they made nothing even closely related to dishes. (laughs) Um, Also, I'm pretty sure that that company was formulated out of state. I want to say I could be wrong. I thought it was something like New Jersey or whatever from what I had been reading. New Jersey. New Jersey. That's not New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> Golly gee, man. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> so whatever. But the OWD Corporation, it was settled between Faust and Topper Lake, which is in the Adirondack Mountains mm-hmm. in upstate New York. By the 1940s, these two villages combined to create the village of Tupper Lake and the former Foss became known as the Junction because of two overlapping railroads located in the village. And if I say village one more time, I'm going to lose my mind because I just said it like five times. Village, 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 village. (laughs) Make it stop. Uh, The Village. You ever see that movie? I feel like I did. It's old, right? must I feel like I've seen it. M. Night Shyamalan. Old? Old Oldish. Like, yeah, early 2000s, maybe. I feel like I I've watched so. it as a pre or the teen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was early 2000s. Yeah. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, let us know. Yeah. The only thing left standing to indicate to tourists and locals alike that Foss was ever a thing in the first place is the Foss Motel. And please check out their website. The rooms are a delightful mix of modern decor and old world cabin in the woods charm. And my favorite photo, <laughs> it's this bedding with very intricate patterns and there's what looks like orange duct tape like rectangles of it outlining where guests possibly are allowed to sleep i don't know (laughs) what (laughs) 
we'll put a picture on yeah. the blog. You can let us know when you look at it what you think. Yeah, but it's like regular bedding and then like a massive rectangle of just like an outline of orange tape. And then it's also on the pillow. I don't know. That sounds like someone might have been. That's that's a crime scene. Or just really They put a bad. picture of a crime scene on their website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably is like crime scene tape. I don't know. Whatever. It just, it looks bad. There's also a peacock chair, but it's, it's kind of cool in a way. Peacock. I'm okay with like, it. is the background like the tail of a peacock? No, or? it's like a barrel chair. The arms go completely around the back. Yeah. And round. And it's all like a pattern of peacock feathers. Okay. I don't hate that. Yeah, but it doesn't go with anything. No, it doesn't sound like it goes with <laughs> orange duct tape. I yeah. just, it kind of clashes with the vibe. Definitely looks like somebody went to Big Lots, but also Home Goods, and then tried to make Maybe magic. a couple stops at runnings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, okay. Um, it's delightful. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to have to, we'll, we'll post these pictures in the blog, and uh, y'all yeah. can let us know what you think. Again, that's the Foss Motel. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the murder bit. In the early 1900s, an unnamed family, I will tell you, I looked on NewYorkHistoricNewspapers.com in Franklin County, because that's where Tupper Lake slash Faust used to be. Not a fucking thing. Nothing. About anything I'm about to tell you. Interesting. So either, I mean, it's entirely possible. Lack of records doesn't mean it didn't happen. I think it means even more likely that it did happen. There was a cover could have been. Also, I don't know what this is about, but I'm assuming there was a cover up. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Oh my gosh. And Big Windigo is covering up what they don't want you to know. Big Windigo? Big Windigo. He just started a fight. <laughs> oh, I love it. Look out, Q. We're coming for you. We got a bigger conspiracy going on. Fucking Windigos. Okay. So the unnamed family, it was consisting of a lumberjack, a wife, and their newborn daughter. I'm assuming by the timeline of events here, very little. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't like massacres that involve children. I'm so sorry. Or women and men. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. So sorry for this whole episode. (laughs) So um, they moved to Foss, and because, you know, lumberjack stuff, go where the lumbering is good, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Being an awesome husband... The lumberjack built a cabin home in Foss for his wife as a gift to her. Oh, Yeah. So I'm assuming it was like to her specs that she wanted. Yeah. I don't know. Loft bedroom, spiral staircase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Tiffany chandelier. <laughs> really fits with the aura, you know. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Ask John List about uh, Tiffany chandeliers. He's a family annihilator. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's. Uh, oh, one day we got to cover yes, family annihilators. I still. The whole. Just fucking wild. Yeah. It's it's a mess. Yep. That whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Fuck him. So the wife, she raised their daughter while her husband traveled to local lumbering camps in the Adirondacks and life was good for the following three years. That is until her husband left for a job one season and he never returned home. Mm. Yeah. The group he traveled with, they didn't have any answers for the wife as to why her husband disappeared, but they speculated that he simply fell into the river where he was logging and drowned in the log flow, which is definitely possible. Very common, but also, yeah. I don't know. It seems a little sus. Yeah, we were out logging with John and like, I don't know what happened. Like we were there, but we didn't, I don't know. Like they just, yeah, fuck sounds right a little now. casual. I mean, I get different times, different times. Yeah. Death is more common. Very dangerous job. 
Very dangerous job. Very, very. Even even today, oh walking my is a very dangerous job. Yeah, that really was a huge industry where we are. That's what we're known for. That's what our rivers are known for. Yep. And there's so many stories about logging accidents, and it's almost always a fatal event, but I'll let you darlings research that on your own time. Yep. And there were some other locals that said they witnessed him talking to a group of travelers shortly before he disappeared, but none of this could be confirmed. And mm. they did say it seemed like he was in very deep conversation with them. Interesting. I don't know. Do you think he bounced? Like just were left there town? any pretty women in that group of travelers? I'm assuming <gasps> these were all lumberjacks. But who knows? Maybe we were looking at a broke back mountain kind of situation. Oh my God, maybe we are. That is so fun. I like that. I like that. that yeah, makes we me need, feel better. We need more gay. <laughs> we, we need more gay back in the day. <laughs> okay. We need some type of merch for that. <laughs> it's going to be my tagline when I run for president. Yes. We need it on a flannel. There needs to be an axe, like something. Yeah. It'd <laughs> be so cute. Yeah. Some like embroidered in the back. Yeah. Need more gay back in the day. <laughs> we could like have... two axes intertwined romantically. <laughs> Marketing genius right here. Intertwined, but romantic. <laughs> make it sexy. Lumberjack, but make it sexy. I guess Lumberjack is de facto oh sexy God. these days, huh? Yeah, I mean, basically. That dude on TikTok has violated my eyes many times. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's a guy on TikTok. A you're just like scrolling through innocently. And then you get... And the thing is, you don't know until you're halfway through it. And then you're like trying to scroll away from it as fast as you can because he's like this dude first of all looks like a normal lumberjack person at first whatever and then as he's chopping the shirt comes off the suspenders come down and then he's like oh fuck oh yeah and you're like all right this is this is traumatic what if what is your mother gonna watch this but people love it I've had friends send me this man. Usually usually it's my male loving male friends who send Hmm, me this guy. Okay. I wonder if that's his target demographic, actually. I was just wondering how that got in your feed. It, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you searching? I, I did not see it until the first time it got sent to me. And then it was just started, like, I didn't know if the word, like, brawny was something you searched a lot. No, I mostly, <laughs> I don't actually ever search for stuff. I just kind of scroll, scroll. and see. I also did, though, just recently learn, because sometimes I'll see a video that I, I despise, but then... Usually, if I've watched at least 50% of whatever it is, more similar things start showing up. Oh, true. Yeah. And I didn't know until recently. This is horrible. I'm going to sound like a, like a boomer or something. I didn't know until I saw John doing it when he was scrolling that you can hold down on the video and click not interested and they stop showing you stuff like that. I've been tortured with so many like cringe humor. I don't like cringe humor because it physically like it just makes, makes me cringe. physically uncomfortable and stuff like that. Or like just like sometimes like. I'm on book talk. So sometimes I'll get on the wrong side of book talk and you'll start getting like the fuck boys. Oh. And I didn't know that you could like just not interested your way out of that shit. So I'm just like trying to scroll quickly. So if you watch more than like two seconds of it, they assume that that's what you want. And sometimes you don't know until you're more than two seconds in that it's going to be horrifying. We're way off topic. I apologize. This is just my rant about how I didn't know that you could just not interested your way out of being in a terrible algorithm on Instagram and TikTok. No, the dirtlings need to know because hopefully some of you are our age and didn't know this as well. Yeah. So like (laughs) you're on book talk. You don't mind like some kind of mushy, like romantic stuff. But then sometimes other stuff that's a little bit too cringy slides into your feed and you don't know how to get out of it because you're looking at book talk stuff and it's all tagged book talk just not interested 
And yeah. it is fairly effective at erasing the stuff that you don't actually want to watch. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. It's still going to pop up sometimes, but like, and also the big thing is like, I don't know if this is a thing or not, but this is like trying to scroll away as fast as possible. So it doesn't think that you're hesitating on it. And then they think you want to watch it and get more. That's what I do. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> or I, like, I hate away. when you think something, because sometimes people are making fun of those things and it ends up being funny. So then you watch it and then the whole thing ends up not being comedic. They're being serious. Mm-hmm. And then they think you like that stuff. Yeah. And that's the worst. Yep. Yeah. I don't do this anymore just because now I'm aware, but I would like a video. Yeah. Like literally hit the like button and then I would get towards the middle of the video and I'm like, oh my God, this is not. I no longer like this content. This is not good. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. I'm also a serial liker because I learned forever ago. I read an article that was like, when you like someone's content, it makes them feel better about themselves. Like people get dopamine from it. Yeah. So I will like pretty much anything. If I scroll past something, especially if there's not a lot of likes, I'll like it because I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing this person a favor. Mm -hmm. And then I learned, obviously it makes sense, affects your algorithm. So I'll be liking whatever. If someone doesn't have a lot of likes or whatever, I like everything that crosses my feed. Sometimes I won't even watch the whole video. I'll just like first 30 seconds. It only has 50 likes. eh, I'll throw you a like and keep moving on. Yeah. But I think I might be doing more harm than good. (laughs) I'm guilty of doing the same thing because I want to encourage people that don't have a ton of views to keep going. Like you got this man, like you're not there yet, but like, I'm, I'm appreciating that you're putting yourself out there. Well, I want people to do it for us. Yeah. Please like our stuff. So yeah, nobody knows where the husband went. Unconfirmed. We don't know if he bounced out of town. Brokeback Mountain style. Yep. It happens um, to the best of us. Yeah. And if he did, like, that's so cute. I'm fine yeah, with it. I mean, like, it kind of sucks you left your wife and young child alone. Like, yeah, that, that Don't shit. do that. Like. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bring your husband. Maybe, you don't know what your wife's into. Like, bring your new know. boyfriend. Maybe she's like, okay, we can do this harem style. There's people who are into that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm getting a lot of that Canadian smoke around here. Yeah. Thanks oh my a lot, God. Canada. <laughs> It is like an absolute hazy smog outside. It looks so foggy. I'm getting all a smoker's day, cough. Day. I like have the deep in your lungs, the like the fluid cough. Yeah. I, the last few days I've been like. My allergies have been pretty crazy. I'm super worried my tonsil stones are going to come back. Oh, no. Guys thought I had strep. And then I was like, well, maybe it's throat cancer. And it was neither one of those things. And then I realized that. I could scrape at them. If you want a picture of that taken with a really cool endoscope camera thing we have for construction purposes, instead we took pictures of tonsil stones with, you'll have to sign up for our Patreon. Yes. (laughs) Prime content. I will happily put that on the Patreon. What are people going to identify me by my fucking (laughs) teeth? Tonsil stones. (laughs) Identify me by my tonsil stones, please. (laughs) If you can do it, you deserve to. Ellie, a puzzle in (gasps) which... It's just a mouth and you have to put things in it like fillings, tonsil stones. <laughs> I love it. It's disgusting. Little pieces of lettuce and broccoli. Oh yeah. It's totally on brand. Yeah, it is. Or we could just make like, you know, the game operation where you have to remove those things. Oh yeah. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> you hit the sides and you just get. <laughs> <laughs> that is an accurate representation of everything that happened that night oh it was crazy there was a lot of vodka involved and a dental hook anyway nice yeah they're gone now but yeah maybe they'll come back (laughs) (laughs) they always come back moving on for almost an entire year the missing lumberjack's wife spent all of her spare time searching for her lost husband did that sentence make sense i think so okay got it okay i had to think about it but yeah he's missing she's looking (laughs) 
missing. She's looking. <laughs> I love that. I don't know why. Hey, listen, guys, it's pretty simple. <laughs> so imagine the heartbreak of not knowing his fate and seeing your child grow day by day, reaching milestones that your loved one isn't there to experience alongside you. And for fuck's sake, did she have to become a lumberjill? Is it even okay to say lumberjill? I think so, but I I would imagine in this era, this is kind of the era where in theory the community takes care of people. It Although takes a village. Were, yeah, like thing. you know, you you didn't have public assistance, which sometimes meant people just starved to death. Um, but also meant that the neighbors kind of had to step up and That's help true. people. I don't know how much of a community there was in Tupper Lake at this time in Faust, but yeah, I would hope that her community stepped up for her. Yeah, I, I think that was, I would say probably more common than not, yeah. not knowing anything just based on things that I've heard about the past. I, yeah. I imagine that was more, com- I mean, I would say our community would probably step up if public assistance weren't a thing. And oh, definitely. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's a good point. And also, I just want to mention, I do know somebody who was on a uh, all women's roller derby team in South Korea named the Lumberjills. Pretty cool. So it was okay there. That's fucking awesome. No, but I actually, (laughs) now that you bring that up, there was a roller derby squad in this area and they had a team called the Lumberjills. I don't know if the roller derby teams are still in effect, but one of the team names was the Lumberjills because they, I remember they like, they showed me their team, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was just like someone on skates with a flannel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she probably just did her thing. Yeah. Hopefully did okay. Yeah. I hope so. Until? Until. Basically, here's the murder tea. One cold October morning, unseasonably so, an unknown person crept into the wife's cabin home in the middle of the night. It was then that this malicious assailant murdered both the lumberjack's wife and their now four-year-old daughter Mm. by means of beheading. At least it's quick. I hope so. Like one swing. I mean, I guess it depends on how you beheaded. Was it like a butter knife or an axe? It was an axe. Okay, so I mean... If I had to pick ways to be murdered and my sleep beheading is probably like pretty high on the list of acceptable. I mean, please don't, you know, it's I don't want that, five. but I'd rather that than like burned alive or like, like if you're good BTK'd at it or toy box killered. I mean, yeah. you know, I wouldn't want some dunce swinging an axe at me to chop my head off that has never swung an axe before and ever chop wood. If you've chopped wood your whole life, go ahead. That's fine. Yeah. I Whatever. mean, don't, but you know. Yeah, the, the don't. Yeah. <laughs> we want you, but don't. Yeah, like if, the, if we have to, if there's a situation <laughs> in which we are forced to be beheaded with an axe by someone who we get to choose in that world, if you have swung an axe, we would prefer it be you than some dunce who's never swung an axe. I just want you to be skilled. Yeah. I want to not <laughs> feel it. Yeah, thanks. Anyways... <laughs> Moving on. (laughs) There was but a single clue left behind in their wake. An axe with the missing husband's name carved on the handle. All right. So he did it. (laughs) (laughs) Unless, unless maybe the axe stayed when he left and it was just in their house. I don't know. Here's the thing though. Is this the kind of situation where, you know, you have something, say your lunchbox that you go to work with or a hard hat and you like write your name on it in Sharpie so nobody steals it. Is it like that for lumberjacks? Do they carve their name into the handle of their own personal axe? I would imagine, I would imagine so, especially in an era where it's a lot, you can't just run to Lowe's and buy a new axe, you know, it's a lot harder to replace items that you miss. And also, I mean, maybe you're just like my father who carves his name into everything he owns. 
for fun? No, I think it's because he used to be a mechanic and I think things used to get stolen. So he just, Uh, he got one of those little, like, I don't know, something that you can carve into metal and wood with. And like, does he he put in big letters on everything? You can bleep that out. (laughs) I will. (laughs) (laughs) The look you gave the camera just then, like you're going to smite them through the lens. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, (laughs) you looked like you were going to hurt them. No, we'll bleep that out. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so I assume that would make sense. Uh, my, anyways, continue and then I'll give you my theory, <laughs> knowing nothing else aside from what you've already told me. So again, the name was carved on the handle of the missing husband in some acts. Could have been his, who knows? Ooh, maybe someone setting him up. Could the be. missing dead person. Maybe not the best person to set up. You know, what it made me worry was that whoever may have done harm to him stole the axe after <gasps> hurting him and Ooh, just was like walking revenge. around with this thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was his jilted lover. Yeah. What is the deal here? Is this a case of someone who murdered the lumberjack looking to take out the rest of the family once their whereabouts were known? Is the lumberjack possibly a family annihilator, John List, (laughs) returning (laughs) to kill his family almost a year after going missing? Or did the missing lumberjack's wife get a little too close to the truth for comfort, the culprit deciding to take her and her daughter's life for fear of getting caught for the murder of the missing husband? Who knows? That's the end of the murdery part. Okay. Do you have any words? Well, so I guess just looking at this from a clinical aspect, my guess would be husband probably did die in his job. The ax was probably in the home. Maybe what he used to build the home, something that she had there so she could chop wood. Cause I'm sure she had to chop wood cause winters up here are fucking brutal. And yeah. I'm sure they were much more brutal during that era, oh, especially definitely. when you didn't have forced air heating. And <laughs> uh, so she probably had to have an ax. It makes sense that he would have carved his name into it because again, hard to replace items, easier to check if someone stole it. Maybe someone who knew her came by and there was an argument that resulted in death. Maybe some psycho broke in and killed her. Maybe it was some kind of vengeful thing. I know. When did this happen again? You said 1800s? This was actually supposedly the early 1900s. Oh, okay. So like very early turn of the century. That changes my perspective on things a little bit. But think about up here at yeah. the time in a rural area, how we're about 50 years behind everyone else up here. Yes. So, I mean, that's basically 1850. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. I yeah. mean, technologically, we're super behind in a yep. lot of ways. Okay. So, I, yeah, I'm going to stand by that. I think that I don't think it was him. I think that probably someone broke in, used the axe that was there. It's possible that it was, I think, probably more likely that it was someone that she knew. Yeah. Um. Although it is possible that it was just some crazy person. I think more likely it was there was some kind of spat, some kind of argument something or they saw her doing something or had something and they're like oh i need that yeah and got caught trying to get it yep and And just took care of it or maybe i mean at this time there probably wasn't any way to ascertain whether there was other violence involved so it's possible she was sexually assaulted and that was a way of covering up like i just there's yeah it's possible especially you know a widow in an isolated cabin with no other kind of defense just just a four-year-old easy target We simply don't know what happened, but here is the cool part and it gets a little weird. So there's a 13 year old girl that moves into this cabin home. And I want to say this could have been possibly 40 or 50 years ago from today. Okay. So she moved in like decades after the murders. Yeah. Decades after the murders, she's a teenager, but would now be an adult. 
So the, she, so does is she anonymous. move in alone into this cabin with family? She moves in with her mom and dad. Okay. So just like the previous family that had been there. Ooh, okay. <laughs> when the cabin was originally built. Yeah. A mother, a daughter, and a husband. Okay. They move into this house. Everything's going good. They love the area. They have family close by, a grandmother, I guess, whatever. Three nights into living in this house, the teen experienced some truly horrifying shit. She woke up in the middle of the night to a very loud crashing noise, had no idea what was going on. She shot up in bed, looking around, and she sees the silhouette of a woman walking by her bed across the room. Freaks the fuck out. Just Understandably. Like, loses her mind. Her parents come running in, they turn the light on, and they're like, oh my God, not because there was a woman in there, but because a set of folding stairs came crashing down through the ceiling in the room to the attic access that had been covered up. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So, Did they know there was an attic or is this like a spooky new no, discovery? No, it was completely clean like plastered sheet over. rock. <gasps> yep. Whoa. They had no idea the attic was in like there. dreams. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ellie's got crazy dreams, you guys. Oh my God. Like, I've been I'm having reoccurring kidding. dreams of hidden rooms in my house. So we just talked about that earlier today. That's very spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Talked about it over brunch. <laughs> what they think happened is that somebody had tried to cover up the attic access for some reason and the heat and moisture from the paint and just, you know, hot summers up here is what actually caused it to cave and give way. Yeah. So, and they told her like, you know, you didn't see anything. It was probably just shadows from the stairs that made you think that somebody was in your room. That's cool and all, but more shit happens. And it starts the next night, and it's always at night, just like the murder, if you think about it. Yeah. So 13-year-old girl, she woke up to the sound of the attic door opening. So the, so the <laughs> door to the attic is in her bedroom? It's in the ceiling. Why? Why isn't it in a hallway like any other horror movie? I don't know, but what I don't like it. you? Also, well, people build houses very weirdly around here. So. I've seen, uh, yeah, I've seen some fucking weird houses. Yeah. And so I guess it also like, it's very common around here where you'll go into a bedroom, not necessarily the master, but some other one. And there's like a weird closet within a closet situation. Like, have you well, seen some of, those? Some of them, um, historically super old homes that mm-hmm. have closets. Those are actually runaway slave rooms because they did not have closets yes. back in the day. Yes. Like our, the house that my parents live in has one of those rooms because it's right next to the That's border. That's very cool. Yeah. There's a couple houses around here that I, like my family was trying to move around all the time when I was a kid, but never really leaving the county. And we've been in a couple where there were like maids quarters and whatnot. So you could slide through a little door in one room, climb through the walls, and then you're in the kitchen. Which is also yeah. weird because <laughs> like, do you want your servants to like be just scurrying around like a bunch of little Have goblins like, in your house full access to every room in the house through these little like secret passageways I like I, I just the thought of having people working for you though is i mean like there's nothing wrong <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it but like i just the thought of having someone waiting on you is just hand and foot and uncomfortable in to home. me yeah, yeah like, i would feel weird about what would it. you like for dinner but i'm like Ugh. Go I, cook for yourself. I, I don't, I'll make myself food. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd be asking them, can I get you anything? I, I am very uncomfortable <laughs> with people doing things for me. I even paying them to do it. I could not be like, yeah, I, get I would that. be paying them money to be doing things that I would then <laughs> insist on doing myself. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. New concept for us. Yeah. Yeah. So she heard the attic door opening. She shot up from a dead sleep. And as she did so, the heads of a woman 
and a small little girl rolled across the foot of her bed. <laughs> nope. She didn't have enough time to process this before more stuff happened. For some reason, this picture that I have in my brain, I don't even know. Very uh, The Shining elevator scene. Blood started gushing out from underneath her bed on the floor, just pooling in her room. Ew. Uh-huh. <laughs> so obviously she was screaming. Her mother ran to the room, saw everything that all of this was happening. She picked her daughter up and raced out of the room past the father who was coming in. And all she could hear him saying is, what's going on? Oh, my God. What the Burn hell? Burn it down. Yes. Burn it all down. <laughs> so, well, we'll get to it. So she puts her daughter in their bedroom, goes back into the daughter's bedroom, which fuck that. I would not go back there. You come to me. We're we're not having Mm-mm. this discussion in a bedroom gushing with blood and heads. No way. She goes back into the bedroom and there's nothing there. All gone. All clean. No, that's worse. Right in the world. That's yep. worse. You both see it. Cause you know, sometimes when, when you wake up from like, if you have a vivid dream and you wake up, you still see the stuff from the dream sometimes. Oh yeah. Like, I, I've, and I've had that where I have like a nightmare and I wake up and I see like the things from my nightmare in my room. And then I like fully wake up and it's not there. Right. It's, you know, the same as night terrors, whatever. Yeah. Your brain's catching up. But someone else came in and saw the exact <laughs> same thing and then yeah. it's gone. Confirmed. Fuck no. Yeah. I know. Very, very spooky stuff. Kind of jacked up. But because that happened, and I do believe that the husband believed his wife and what they saw, they left that night and went to go stay at the grandmother's house. And they, in fact, never returned to the home. I sure as shit wouldn't. That's some, yeah. that is a warning sign. I oh, mean, yeah. That is the fourth night into living in this home. Can you imagine? With the, the following? So they don't, that, that was literally, they'd been, they had moved the fourth night. Is this they cabin in the still house. there? Can we buy it? <laughs> the land is still there oh that's yeah fun i don't care about the land <laughs> so the following day the mother and daughter went to a local library to see if they could find any information on their new house that could possibly explain the strange things that were happening late at night that's when they discovered the stories about the lumberjack and his slaughtered family and you said you could not find no interesting but Also, you know, if you go to a local library, you might find some things there that are not necessarily like downloaded on the internet. I will be checking our library. I think we should go to Tupper Lake. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Check out their libraries. I mean, that's the only reason to go there, but we should. (laughs) I'm kidding. I love you, Tupper Lake. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually some, there's a couple of really nice little cafes there, but anyways. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we could try to contact a historian there. There's gotta be a town historian. You gotta be best friends with them. You know what I mean? We'll do some digging. If anything comes up from this, we'll do an addendum episode. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. I know you. Once you like snag something, you're just going to go for it. (laughs) It's the Dwight Schrute in me. (laughs) It is the Dwight Schrute in you. (laughs) I'm going to cry tonight. Okay, we're good. (laughs) Just Dwighting it up. (laughs) But it gets kind of weirder. A few months later, a diary is left in the mailbox at the home. And the diary is from another 13-year-old girl who wrote all the entries in the diary back in the 30s. She lived in this house as a 13-year-old girl. And she confirmed everything that happened. So she had the same kind of experiences. Same experiences. I'm so upset this house does not exist anymore. <laughs> I, would, I would spend a night there for free. What's the no. worst that's going to happen? You're going to see a little bit of blood. It's fine. 
Oh my god, no. <laughs> if any of you would like to brave this house with her or the land. I am a firm, perhaps foolish believer in that <laughs> everything has power if you give it power. So True, all I gotta okay. be is like, I'm not scared of you. And then, you know, it'll just tuck its little tail behind its legs and just oh like, my god. either that or I'll die, you know. <laughs> It's a win-win. <laughs> Either that or I'm dead. No problem. Wow. Oh, my God. Your brain. It must be a wild ride to live in there. <laughs> I mean that as a compliment. I promise. This is not a good thing. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. So the diary, it told similar terrifying encounters of a woman and a little girl coming and going from the attic without their heads. Sans heads. So do you, you think they were ghosts or like real people or? Oh, I definitely, I <laughs> probably ghosts. I hope to God they were ghosts. If they were not ghosts, ew. Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records, longest time functioning without a head. But you're not the chicken. You <laughs> no. know about the chicken? <laughs> yeah, that chicken was around for like, I mean, it's evidence that chickens are extraordinarily stupid because they can literally function without their brain. It was over a year, wasn't it, that if, that chicken survived? It was a very long time. I'm pretty sure it was over a year. If, if y'all have not of heard months. of this, they beheaded a chicken to eat, you know, and it just didn't die. And then they just left it yeah. headless. They would feed it. Yeah. But they didn't sever the brainstem, basically, which is yeah. why Which they is all a chicken needs to survive because, again, chickens are extraordinarily stupid. Chickens and zombies are like the same thing. Just they are just <laughs> unnecessarily violent. Unnecessarily I, violent. I have been chased go. by so many roosters. Have you seen the spikes they have on the back of their legs? Those things are brutal. I they draw I didn't blood, man. How big they were. They draw blood. When you're a child and you're running from a <laughs> from a living dinosaur with no actual functioning brain and giant spikes in the back of its legs. The only bird I've ever had to run from in fear of my life was a goose it opened its mouth it had crazy ass teeth and it went did it hiss at you yeah yeah dude, it was geese crazy. are scary they'll break your fucking leg <laughs> terrifying yeah they do oh. not fuck around with geese also people who kill geese just you are going straight to hell and not the fun hell and why, the devil's dirt star kind why are people killing geese why are you it's, doing i don't that? know I, there there was some article this is really depressing and i'm like this actually makes me want to cry when i think about it some teenager killed a mother is not a goose or a swan but like i tie them in the same kind of basket yes. swans are pretty geese but they killed <laughs> a swan and then crushed all of her eggs oh no my. sorry they crushed all of her eggs this is worse actually they crushed all of her eggs and she fucking died of a broken heart Oh, I think that, worse. okay, I'm... That is worse. It was a kid, so, like, you know, light justice, but kill him. <laughs> I, no justice. <laughs> there was, uh, where we where we used oh. to live down south, one of our neighbors, who was not a very nice person, got drunk one time and broke the neck of this pair of geese that came to nest at his pond every single year, and the gooses, the gooses mate came back every year. Oh, no! <laughs> alone, widowed. Straight to hell. Straight to hell. Oh my Not the God, fun hell. Ellie. You are going to suffer. Don't kill geese. No, fuck you. Don't kill geese. Or swans. Or like, just, uh. you know, don't kill things if you don't need to. <laughs> I feel like that should be self-explanatory, but mm. yeah. I'm like, there are tears in my eyes. When I read the article, I just felt, I mean, That's again, it was, a, it was a kid. So I'm assuming if a teenager does something like that, like A, either experimenting or B, that kid probably has their own problems and they need help. And I do feel sorry for them, but like, fuck you kid. Still, I have a hard time having some sympathy. Uh, 
if you, you hurt know? other people, not that that's okay either, but if a no. kid hurts other people, then I'm like, okay, the kid is working through some serious problems. Yeah. If you hurt animals, for some reason, in my mind, that's so much worse because it's, it's just pretty like- pretty bad. They can't defend themselves. They can't speak. They didn't do anything to no, you. No, that's the Unless thing. it's a chicken, in which case it's fine. <laughs> Chop away. <laughs> Miss the brainstem. Let it run yeah. around for a year. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is so much more depressing than the story we've covered know. already. It's totally fine. Um, um but yeah, so yeah. she was seeing the same thing. Yeah. She was seeing the woman and the little girl without their heads coming and going from the attic at different hours of the night. Basically, the family that was currently there but not occupying the house, because they were like, fuck that shit. What they think happened is that the previous owners were experiencing the same thing. So there was a family in there that sold the house to them. Not the little girl from the 30s, but like... And that family also experienced the same stuff. Yes. I get why, like, it's going to be hard to, like, tell new homeowners, hey, by the way, the place is haunted. But at the same time, like, you're kind of a dick if you're experiencing something that intense. Yeah. And you're just like, we're just going to sell it and not say anything. Have fun. Good luck. I think it was definitely a situation in which the previous owners were experiencing the same thing and were like, fuck it, let's cover the attic access and hope that it does something. Oh. Maybe. But I could imagine that they did cover the access and it didn't change a thing, which is why they were like, okay, we're selling this place. So then this family moves in. That's intense. And the fact that, I mean, I guess saying fact loosely, because it sounds like there isn't a lot of like strong evidence of this stuff, but like the fact that it happened to multiple families and they were seeing the same things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fucked up. Dude, if I wake up (laughs) and I see one of the shadow figures from my dreams and then John wakes up and goes, what the fuck is that? (laughs) I am moving. And then we come over and we're like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Someone's coming over to cleanse my house. I, no. Oh man. Yeah, they were hoping maybe that covering the attic access would keep the ghosts yeah. at bay, but clearly it didn't and burn, work. Guys, come on. Oh, <laughs> so- did that not work? <laughs> <laughs> so the family occupying but not occupying the house, they made honest attempts to sell it, but it was actually vacant for many years. Nobody well, bought yeah. the home. Why are you moving out? Well, we just saw blood flowing from places. Heads. Heads rolling across the floor. But you know it's a great location. And that's what they say. It's location, location, location. (laughs) It's in an old logging town. There's a railroad. Beautiful historic (laughs) views of the mountain. Easy access to local cafes and stores. (laughs) So basically, that's the end of the story, except for the whole, you know, the house being dormant thing. One day, it just caught on fire and burned to the ground. And... Who knows? It could have been like bad electrical or something. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, the electrical around here. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. And um. The old knob and tube wiring, just not quite sticking it out long enough. Yeah. yeah. But it does make you wonder, maybe there's someone in the town that's still around, didn't want anyone else moving into that home. Yeah. And decided to salt and sage, salt and burn. Yeah. There is a caveat to this whole story. Um, the article, which I will have in the show notes... It did say at the very bottom of the article in asterisks that this is just a spooky campfire tale to tell around Halloween. But again, 
Who knows? Yeah. Oh my God. The murders that I found that happened in this area, just by looking up different things about this story in the New York Mm -hmm. historic newspapers. Wow. Y'all, the Appalachian Mountains overshadow the fact that mountains in general are just scary. And like (laughs) the Adirondacks have a lot of insane, spooky, cryptid stories, murder stories. I mean, we we had Israel Keys. You know, the the kill kit guy. He was from Tupper Lake. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of spooky history here. There's a lot of cryptids that people see around here. I have a friend who, granted, he's not going to listen to this, but in case he does, um, I'm not saying anything I wouldn't say to your face. Granted, he was <laughs> not sober when he saw this, but allegedly he did see a UFO out towards Dana Mora where the prison is. Really? Yeah. And he was with someone else who also saw it. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny because if you are driving anywhere with him and you go anywhere close to the location, the story comes out. <laughs> like, oh my god! Um, but hey, it's really—I mean, did who I knows? Tell you the story about yeah. <laughs> the one we, time we mock him for it because, of course, it's like, yeah, sure, you saw something when you couldn't see straight, but like, <laughs> who knows? It was more than one person who saw it, and oh man, um, it's yeah—it's one of those things. Ghosts and UFOs and all those spooky things. I don't not believe in them. If it happens to me, it was completely real. If it happens to someone else, they're fucking crazy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I totally understand where you're coming from about that. Because yep. it's like, you know. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, like, I mean, there are certainly some people whose, like, experiences I would take more seriously because I know them. But, yeah. like, it's just one of those things where, like, it's easy to write it off as it was just a shared hallucination or whatever. But at the same time, when you really get into it, this shared hallucination is that just our explanation for things that are actually being seen? And we're just writing it off as we don't know why this happens or what it is, but it's just a hallucination, even though lots of people saw uh, psychosis being contagious. Yeah. Basically. Like folly ado yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, the yeah. madness of two. Yeah. It's, or mass hysteria. Even. Exactly. Like the dancing. Plague. Yeah. The dancing plague. Yeah. Like we're just going to write that off as it was mass hysteria and pretend that there's not a potential for there being something a lot darker that we just don't understand going on there. Maybe. I mean, mass hysteria just seems like a really easy thing to write off, especially when we understand so little about the human brain. It seems like a term that would be made up in order to not have to look into it deeper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's the same thing. We've discussed this before. We discussed this in our UAP episode, but most people would agree there are a lot of things we don't understand still. I mean, magic is science we don't understand yet. That's kind of my go-to um quote, I guess. And in the past, people might take yarrow and think there's magical properties to the plant when in reality it just has antimicrobial properties. Right. So there's silver. Exactly. Yeah. There, there are things we don't understand and it doesn't mean it's not real and it doesn't mean that it's necessarily even magical. It just means that we don't get it yet. So maybe there is some kind of interconnected energy, even placebo effect, which we write off as like, oh, that's just placebo effect. So the human brain is making itself feel better. That is pretty fucking crazy that is and we're just writing it off as it's just placebo effect so something is working there's something going on there it's better than nothing placebo effect is better than nothing yes that's the mind is capable of some fucking wild things The power of the human mind it's just like when i feel like i know i'm gonna have a bad day because i've got all this different shit lined up or my staff are in a bad mood or whatever yeah I will literally force myself to smile and joke around and have a good time, listen to like pump up music. Yeah. It totally changes what side of the bed I woke up on. Absolutely. It's the, <laughs> it the lucky girl syndrome, quote unquote. Lucky girl syndrome. It, it's, a, it's an actual thing that people, they call it lucky girl syndrome, but it's basically like 
you look at things glass half full. So oh, it's yeah. kind of recognizing that there is bad and good. Oh, it's raining today. I can't go on the hike like I wanted, but now I get to clean the house or, or whatever. You know, it's, yeah. it's the, the looking at the positives of things. Oh, I didn't get to go and do that thing or go wherever, but maybe I would have died in a car accident. Who knows? And if you start looking at things that way, it's kind of like we've mentioned this before in previous episodes too, where like you get a new car and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. Yes. You see what you look for. And if you start looking for the better things, you're going to see those things. And it is absolutely going to improve your life. And it's not toxic positivity. You can recognize that, oh, this is a shitty situation. This really sucks. Oh, sure. But you can't wallow in it because it will absolutely consume your life and it will affect how things change going forward. You, you need to, you know, be proactive, I yeah. guess. And, you know, I love the term monkey girl syndrome because it is, I've I been like working that. actively working at that, you know, where I have a day where like I overthink every social interaction and like, just kind of, I do that too. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. And just like recognizing like, okay, you know, either I can't change it. And in which case, I cannot allow myself to dwell on it because there's nothing I can do about it or I can change it. And in which case I'm going to do what I can to change it and put it where I want it to be. And I'm going to, what is it? Pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It ties into Christian science. When, oh, <laughs> going shit. back to the thing, how I was raised again, I don't practice Christian science. <laughs> I think there's a lot of Nothing baloney surrounding it, but one of, I think it absolutely, when you, when you're raised in something, it formats your beliefs. It's the same reason that I, I have a, a, automatic defense syndrome around Catholics. Cause I was also partially raised by a woman who was very Catholic and was not, um, not kind to me. Yeah. My um, family too. But one of the things with Christian science is that all is infinite mind and it's infinite manifestation. That is an actual quote from, Ooh. um, science and health. I kind of like that. There's a lot about it. In my opinion, if you take the God part out of Christian science, there's a lot of really interesting hypotheses in there about the ability for the mind to like Another thing, you know, you don't pray, you correct your thought. And there's no devil, there's error. It's an error in your thinking. You need to correct your thought. That's very interesting. We could do a whole episode on Christian science. Again, I don't practice it. I think it can be very dangerous. It has killed people because they don't seek appropriate help. But I do believe that there is some truth in the idea that your mind is a lot more powerful than you think. And I've seen, I've witnessed it help people because there are situations where, especially with mental health stuff, I think that not saying you should not seek treatment, you should seek treatment. I sought treatment and it greatly improved my life. But, mm-hmm. you know, the way you think and the way you allow your brain to like lead you around does have an impact. And so all yeah. is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, I think, is a really interesting take on the idea that thought has a lot more power than we let it have. We've gone into the weeds a lot and this is almost... <laughs> Every time we've gone off topic, it's my fault and I apologize, but you know what you're in for. You've listened to the other episodes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's really interesting, actually, and I think we should do an episode about it. We could. I mean, I think um, my mom listens to these episodes and I I already can see her responsive text to this because I don't know if she'll necessarily agree with me, but I think Mary Baker Eddy was um, one hell of a con man. Is that the founder? She is the founder of Christian Science. And again, there's a lot about Christian Science that I really enjoy. And I also find it very interesting. If any of you are familiar with Madame Blavatsky, mm-hmm. there's some tie-ins between the two of them. They didn't like each other, but same era, both women kind of tying in this idea of spiritual healing. Madame Blavatsky had not nice things to say about Mary Baker Eddy, but Mary Baker Eddy improved her own life through Christian Science. Again, I don't know how much of it was legitimate. I would not be surprised if there was, I mean... I think any kind of religious founder has some 
things that maybe they were hiding till or like oh i'm sure it's kind of like the ufo thing that a lot of people who are into ufos and cryptids they might embellish a little bit because they want people to believe it and they feel like if they don't embellish it's not going to be believable totally i think the same thing with the idea of christian science is that you need to embellish because there are i heard stories growing up and i don't know how much fact is in these stories but i heard stories about people being raised from the dead like in recent times like my with christian science with christian science that again i don't know how much fact is behind this i'm not confirming it nor am i saying that i necessarily believe it i think almost more likely that sometimes that you think that someone's dead and they're not there is a story that i grew up hearing about a christian science teacher i believe it was uh she's gonna correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it was my mother's teacher actually christian science teacher oh um so pretty close but, to home. but yes uh there was a story of her going out into the field after a tornado and there were bloated bodies of people who had died in the tornado and her oh. recovering them i have no idea like that's the kind of stories that you hear growing up in christian science my dad has an entire shelf filled with these sentinels of stories of healings and whenever i was sick we would listen to them on audio tape where they would be read to me and i have a lot of criticisms with christian science i think it's can be very dangerous when you think any illnesses in your own mind yeah you know if you have appendicitis or you're having a heart attack you're gonna die if you don't seek treatment and i also you know if you have mental illness and if you already believe all illnesses in your head and then you have an illness that is quite literally in your head and then there's the idea that you need to just walk yourself out of it that's fucking dangerous yeah um but wow. yeah there's a lot of really crazy crazy stories that's I don't, spooky yeah i don't know if you want to cut this out we're not even like this no, might I be too far it. out but too bad <laughs> yeah too bad. it's it, it's very interesting it's certainly formed even though i don't buy into christian science anymore i can tell how much it affected my current beliefs because when you grow up your formative years absolutely even today i mean i take medications for my severe adhd and i take a variety of medications to try and deal with that and i can tell you that it works a lot better than me just thinking that i'll be better but i still have this little piece in my mind that thinks that the fact that i am utilizing medication and it is working for me is just evidence that i'm not strong enough to correct my thought and even though i know it's not true okay <laughs> I, I know that's not a fact but there's still no. like the core part of me that doesn't have any rationality it's just kind of like the i guess the child inside that was raised still has that kind of like you're a piece of shit. You could just correct your thought and you're too either too lazy or too weak or you're not spiritually grounded enough. And so you have to take medications and that's going to prevent you from growing as a person because, you know, I know that's not true. No. And I don't believe that about myself or about other people, but there's the root, there's a, you know, you, when you're weeding in a garden and you pull out the grass and you just get the top part of the grass, especially crab grass, if you don't get the roots, that shit keeps growing. And that mm. root's still in there just kind of telling me that, you know, there's like the lesser than. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of us can kind of identify with that in some way, but that is so specific that the reason being Christian science, because who knows, maybe you wouldn't feel that way. I don't think I would. You ever just like, you're sitting there and you think about something you said 10 years ago and you're like, oh. Dude, <laughs> you're just laying in bed and suddenly you get the like sweat of anxiety as you're like, oh my God, the guy said, have a nice day and enjoy your ride. And I said, you too. And he wasn't going on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep i have yeah. those moments a lot that's why i read like creepy listicles at night to get my eyes tired and fall asleep because i'll just be thinking about something i did that was stupid 10 years earlier yep and just thinking about ways yep. you can correct it even though it's gonna happen again you're gonna say yep. some dumb shit that's just what we do yeah thank god we're gonna die one day <laughs> <laughs> there's always that <laughs> At a ripe old age in bed at night. Yes, of natural, healthy causes. 
Sure. Maybe not healthy. Or fun causes. Who knows? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I hope I get to have it my way. Yes. With a sharp axe (laughs) as someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Skilled. Skills. Murderer. Yep. No butter knives. (laughs) God. No butter knives. All big spoons. Don't kill me with a spoon. Unless it's a very sharp, large one. Yeah, that's okay. Oh my God. It needs to be (laughs) like... Oh man, like like a specialty spoon people hang on a wall. It can't be a functional spoon. Yeah, it's like too a, little. <laughs> the big wooden one. <laughs> yeah, but sharp, like big wooden one with like aluminum. It no aluminum's kind of dull. Yeah, stainless steel edges. Yeah, sharpened. There we go. That's I, an acceptable way to kill big spoon. Guys, I do want you to know that today when we were having brunch, Ellie had a big spoon in her coffee. I got a mug. soup spoon. <laughs> yeah, she had like a round ass soup spoon and I had the tiny little coffee spoon and she just lifts it out of her coffee and shows me and looks at me you know? <laughs> and she's like, "Do you have a big spoon too?" and I pull mine out and it's the little one. <laughs> she traded with me. It was the best, but I I also think that you were doing it cuz you selfishly wanted the tiny spoon. Yes. Yes. It was purely selfish. It's a good trade. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. for it. It's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the legend of the Foss Lumberjack Slaughter. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to kill someone, probably don't uh, monogram your uh, murder weapon. But if you are going to kill someone, be skilled about it. Yes. No butter knives. <laughs> no butter knives. No butter knives. But don't kill people. I know you're getting some <laughs> conflicting messages here, but the bottom line is don't do bad things. We'll end on that. Yeah, we'll end on that. Don't hurt anyone else. (laughs) Or yourself. (laughs) Do no harm. (laughs) Yeah, stay dirty. Uh, Do no harm. Take everything we say with a grain of salt because we're a couple of joking assholes. We're a couple of knowledge nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Knowledge nuts. As big or as small as you like them. Oh, my God. They're pretty Um, big. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to put on pants in the morning. (laughs) All right, guys. Stay dirty. Stay dirty.